there's a connection. Here's music. Tax the rich, feed the poor, tell there are no rich no more. There we go. Mr. Alvin Lee and the old band 10 years after ushering us in again. Let me knock this volume down. So when we go out of here and they start whistling, it doesn't override everything. The people in the audience can hear that. The folks on the Jitsi board are not able to. Maybe Raj, too, will be able to straighten that out one of these days. And uh, it is the Wednesday edition of the Radio Ranch. And here we go, starting off on the old Euro Folk Radio server. Happy to be there. Happy to be following Andrew. I did not hear Andrew's uh, show today. I would have liked to. Just got up a little late. And... Uh, so maybe some of you did. We can get a brief on that because it sure is a pleasure to follow such a knowledgeable, brave uh, individual as Andy. Um, Seems good. Yeah, he's a mighty good guy. I'd love to meet him like I did get to Dan yesterday. We'll talk about that. It's uh, the 21st of July, the day after the big birthday celebration. And the day after that 10 days, there's about 10 days there in July that just are chock full of things that are personally important to me. And uh, that's a little bit past. Got one more coming up, and that's the 31st, and that's the day we're going to be on with Brent on his law show uh, on that Saturday. Should be pretty good. I'm looking forward to that for sure. Um, let's see, what else did I neglect? Roger Sales, I think, is uh, if you're new. That's who I am, and what I do is try and get on here and uh, see if anybody's interested in being free. And if they are, we want to teach you and show you what to do and help you get going down that path and and get the courage to take action and become uh, start on the path of self-empowerment. That really seems to be it in a nutshell because that's what this information does. It re-empowers you after you've had it stolen from you uh, your whole life, and then you've been tricked into agreeing with the theft and the fraud. So that's what we do here. And uh, um, I, uh, as I came on this morning, uh, uh, Brent had to kind of quell Brent down a little bit to get us on the air here at the last minute. Brent, I didn't hear everything that you were pontificating on, but I sure did enjoy what I heard, and I wanted to get a little bit more. So could you come front and center and give us a little bit of what you were discussing in your uh, feelings, thoughts, and uh, emotions on that? Because you were uh, very animated. Cricket. Crickets, crickets. Yeah. <laughs> How typical. How typical of the old audience here, you know. Uh, so, Brent, do, would you like to come on and give that to the audience, or you want to sit back and uh, let them wonder and guess? No, I'll, I'll talk about it. Uh, Jeff had sent a video a few days ago, and I finally got around to really looking at it. And um, they had this little worm of a guy i guess he had uh stuttered and what have you all his life and all of a sudden at 40 his voice came to him and now he's able a chatterbox. To, yeah and he can pull together all these luminaries and the eh, the fox news type of uh you know of patriot great greatness you know, like is, Lynn Wood. Is this the Thrive? Sydney, uh, this is the Thrive guy you're talking yeah. about. I don't remember what's his yeah. name. Something Clayton. 
What's his name, Jay? Uh, Clark. Clay Clark. Okay, Clay Clark. All right, close enough. Yeah, I watched part of that. He is pretty chatty, and it's nice to see somebody have some sort of a limitation like that stuttering and then overcome it, you know, in their mm-hmm. lives. Uh, it's a, That's always a positive thing to me, it seems like. So go ahead. I'm sorry to interrupt, Brent. I just wanted to make sure we knew we were talking about the same guy here. Uh, well, pretty much I was going off on how actually fake it is. And then Joe Biden's coming up with, you know, they're this, that, and the other. Uh, you know, um, they aren't freedom fighters or patriots. And they and their unwillingness to acknowledge their slave or their servitude mm-hmm. or any of the, you know, learned ones like Sidney Powell and them, they, they have to know. Well, they know, but they don't get this mechanism, you know, and that's what's so important about this. And the deeper I get into it, it amazes me how subtle it is and how they've got people conditioned into agreeing with it and, and their whole lives and thoughts and the, what they say publicly, like Sidney Powell and some of these others with their constitutional rights comments. It's just amazing to me how, how good a job they've done on that. And it's like I keep going back to to this question that hit me the other day. Everybody talks about what they're doing to us, what they're planning on doing to us, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And nobody ever asks how they're doing it. How did they get this power to do that? They just presume it, see? And that presumption is a presumption that was put on you at birth that you've reinforced your whole life because of, well, functional illiteracy. You know, nobody ever posed the question to you to where you just sat down and thought, hmm, now isn't that interesting, i.e., do you have God-given rights, or do you have these mysterious constitutional rights I keep hearing you refer to? Which one of those do you have, and what's the difference in them? Well, go, good God, that, how much how, how much simpler do we get than that right here where the rubber meets the road? Okay? Go ahead. I'm sorry to interrupt, I'm rather, Brent. I'm not a problem. Well, rather than the lip service, why don't they sit down and write an affidavit and send it in, you know, with 170 bucks. That's like the easiest thing on earth to do. I mean, it one really stamp, is. Stamp. I, it, it's because they're so damn scared of them, and I've got good friends that are not dumb, okay, that are very intelligent, very accomplished, and you put this in front of oh, I couldn't do that. No, it'll cause me too many problems in the other stuff I do. Really? Really? Well, I, you know, we've been helping people do it for a long time, and nobody's ever reported a problem to me. What? What? And see, these are the things. It's just like Red Beckman's uh, book yesterday, uh, Walls in Your Mind. It's the things that people build up in their minds that they supposition and put together that, well, may, may have some factual basis, but it doesn't mean that their facts were correct. You know, they see these people going out and stealing people's stuff and throwing, uh, g- grabbing their, uh, grabbing them and throwing them in jail, IRS and all these other stuff. And, uh, uh, the, the people that should be in jail are released the people that shouldn't be in jail are there. Uh, and they go, well, they're just, they're just all powerful, man. I couldn't go up against anything like that. And they don't understand that this, the way they got that is this subtle little thing. And that once you take it away from them, they're, they're out there high and dry man because now they gotta continue to come after you except they got to do it as a tyrant you know as long as i've been in this movement they heard there used to be a saying that people would throw around years ago it came to me the again the other day 
and that is make a tyrant act like a tyrant. And you see, that's what we do here. We force them, okay? We draw the line. We Okay, you want to pull that crap now? Now do it. And do, do they? No, they don't, okay? At least that's our experience to this point. Now, at some point, would they get to a point where they would? Yeah, if they had overriding numbers like they did in Russia and total control, then you can throw all the rule books out the window. But at, up to that point, when we still got this, and that's what it says in our founding documents, until sufferings become insufferable, I believe is the way Mr. Jefferson wrote it. Okay, And uh, evidently they're not insufferable yet. Well, these people aren't in any kind of a way to take over because the minute they do, many of their minions are deserting already. The, the people that voted for Biden and were supporters of Biden aren't supporters of Biden anymore. Okay. And uh, the worm is turning on these guys. It's pretty interesting. But this uh, approach of making a tyrant act like a tyrant, listen, that's very legitimate. And you really put them into a corner and you take away their big weapon. Their big weapon is your ignorance, your agreement to this, and the fact that you've told them, well, you can just do any little old thing you want to me. Come on. And you got to go in and take that away. Okay. That's correct. I've been watching a, a long string of <clears throat> YouTube videos, in particular of this one guy. His YouTube channel is called San Joaquin Valley Transparency. And so what they're doing is testing the limits of the First Amendment by moving about in public spaces with their video cameras and sure enough, up comes a cop, a security person, blah, 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 and they're trying to chase him away. And and the favorite phrase of uh, these people is, as the cops are turning their back and walking away, is they call this the walk of shame. <laughs> and it's kind of hilarious because some of these guys are just, they're very polite, very respectful. But when that cop starts acting like a... Um, you know, they just go ahead and say whatever they want to say because the cop always just turns away. So, well, and they, are, and they don't have a correct status. They're just confronting him directly, right? That's correct. Okay. And I've tried to get in touch with these people, but, you know, make comments in the uh, comment section. Mm-hmm. But I'm not getting any response yeah. that I know. Of yeah, most people I don't think watch. I I used to get comments. So hell, I'd get alerted for by an email every now and then, and I just, you know, well, Rogers is Rogers a Freemason. Look at him giving the Freemason <laughs> sign. I mean, come on, people, get get your head out of your rear end, okay? Mm-hmm. I mean, really, all right. Uh, so anyway, well, that's interesting. There's a lot of people that are starting to confront and stand up. Of course, Alex Jones is preaching that he's got a huge audience these days. I'd imagine his audience is probably over 10 mil now. Okay. Uh, interesting. Who was it that I was listening to the other night? I think it was, uh, one of the listeners sent me a, um, round table discussion on a group out of New Zealand. New Zealand is a real center point for this. I'm sure because it's a small controllable Island. And they can really use it as a Petri dish, and that evidently is what they're doing. And they're trying to really institute this Agenda 2030 in in New Zealand, take away the farms. And they're going out and using environmental stuff and some law they've passed to be able to go say, well, the the spotted tree owl uh, roosts in this part of your land here by the creek. So we're going to draw this line around there, and you can't grow anything there anymore. 
Okay. And so they're trying to do that with the farmers, and these guys have got some kind of, a, excuse me, agricultural uh, organization, and that's what they're doing is going out and teaching this stuff. But then, then they get off, and they were really going over that part on the first part of it, and then they get into the, oh, yeah, well, the legal stuff, the straw man, and the this, and the other, and, and all the stuff that we know is floating around out there that's semi-correct. You know, it's not a straw man. It's an it's an alterable it's an alterable political status. It's not another person. It's another legal person. Okay. Wasn't that a New Zealander who was uh, yeah. in front of the chalkboard talking about uh, birth certificate stuff? It was an Australian. It was an Aussie. Well, that, yeah, I know, but I we may have been. It, well, he may have yeah. been a, a, a Kiwi. We don't I mean, know. How do you tell the difference? <laughs> uh, it's probably some of their speech, but I don't know unless they declare it. Yeah, they might as well all be. Uh, you know, very similar because it's the same bunch that kind of went down there and got into that part of the world. But regardless, that's what they were going over. And it just it just really pains me that um, that they could be so much more effective if they had the right approach here and just go in. And I mean, what's the answer for the people there in Australia, Canada, England? Well, the answer is this common law birth certificate that Paul came up with that we've never been able to get anybody to follow up on. Okay. And well, he says he's he's so busy he can't really well, take I'm, part in that. I, I I understand and I understand the legal stuff's not his ballywick and and all that stuff. And I know Paul's off chasing <laughs> some big project that he's involved with. It's kind of the reason he's put these things on the back burner. I understand that you you birth something and it's like a child, I guess. You know, you birth something, you raise it, you help it get grown, you infuse all you can into it. At some point, you want to kick it out of the house and let it go on its own, and I think that's where he is. He's trying to be effective and affect some change, and he keeps, you know, dreaming big and, and chasing these things. And, I, you know, God, we all got a lot to tip our hats to to Mr. Paul English. He's just a heck of a guy. I love working with him. I got a man crush on him, really, just because I enjoy talking with him and working with him so much. And uh, all the contributions he's made and what he does, he's just got my total admiration. And I'm sure whatever he's working on is probably going to be, you know, something good. So we'll just all have to wait and see together because I don't know what it is either, really. Um, but regardless, that little aspect, and there is evidently a, a legal group somewhere there in uh, down around where he is in the southern part of the jolly old uh, on the island. And uh, they evidently know about this, but... Nobody seems to be really pursuing it, and that's you got to rebut the presumption. Okay, it's a presumption law. It's in our case, they've got us to agree to it, and I'm sure in those cases too. That's why when we're talking about it, and of course, again, this is not Paul's ballywick. Okay, but I go keep going to Paul and going, what questions do they ask you? They ask you questions on all important forms and stuff, and you always have to sign something. What questions are they asking you about status? Are you an English citizen or whatever it is? I never can get an answer. Well, I don't know. I don't know. You know? And so that's going to be the key to finding out because thanks to, I believe, is our good listener, Gary, uh, and his brother Dave was on last week. Remember when we were supposed to have Dave Scorpio and the other Dave showed up? That's Gary's brother Dave, okay? And uh, he sent me a deal one time when we were talking about it back before pre-COVID. I mean, how ancient is that? Okay, Pre-COVID, he sent me something from the English government. They have six different political statuses over there. It listed them all, okay? And one of them was an English national. And I said, I guarantee you that's it. Okay. 
I don't know what they ask them they are or what they're presuming they are, but evidently this common law birth certificate trumps that presumption, and I can see easily how it does it, okay? Because, again, there's the birth certificate, and it's the one that's being used in commerce and as the warehouse receipt for you, and you bring this birth certificate in, and it uh, overrides and supersedes that because it's based on fraud, and it's a presumption, okay? And so uh, if these people could ever get this message spread, if we could ever get this message spread, and I think we will, you know, honestly. And I, I have gotten anxious about it over the years at times. I've gotten angry. I've gotten frustrated. I've gotten all of those terrible emotions because it's just that I know how important it is. I know really how simple it is when you boil it down. And I know how many people percentage-wise are wanting it, and I can't get to them. And it's just been really frustrating. And what I've had to do, as I've told you all before, there's a couple of times a year, a few years back, and I just said, well, listen, I'm turning this over to you, big guy. I, I just can't do it anymore. The door's too heavy. It's shut too firm. The lock's too hard to pick. Whatever the reason is, I can't open the door, and it's just about to kill me trying. And so what I'm going to do is turn it over to you because I know it's on your turntable. We're talking about your people, and you're the one that's going to dictate when they're going to get exposed to this. And what we can do, I can do in the interim, is continue to mark time, get make small baby steps forward as, as well as we can, and get control of the what we've got control of, which is the information and the way it's presented and the way it's followed up on, and we can get on top of our game there. And then when you are ready to open the door, we're ready to do what we need to do. And that's the path I've been pursuing for a long time. Okay. And, uh, it's much easier on me. I think it's much more accurate and we'll just wait until the sufferings become insufferable. Okay. And, uh, and man, when we do, it ought to be a lot of fun, you know, uh, so long as Microsoft is sufferable. Oh, geez. Almighty. Did you know what they're, you know, they've done it on both my computers. They did it yesterday while I was at lunch. They're coming in and they're forcing. It's not an update on you, but you come back and it's like you got to go through an update on this portable I've got, this Asus that I bought a couple of years ago in the U.S., unfortunately. Yeah. Um, it's got password protection and all this stuff. I've never put password protection on a, com a portable computer because I don't ever carry it anywhere hardly, you know. And so nobody's in here. Nobody's going to come in and steal it. And, and they've got you on this password protection thing. And so your screen opens up, and that's kind of what it is. And you go to that, and you go, oh, crap, I got another update. Well, they keep coming in and saying, well, do you want to do this? Do you want to do that? No, 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 stop asking me. Well, they just, see, I don't get that. You don't get that with 10. I had a listener, a Robin, kept saying, well, why don't you just get seven? They asked me if I want them, and I always tell them no. And I said, you must not have ten. And she goes, no, I use seven. Why don't you go to eBay and you can find one? I can't go back to seven. All this fancy software and stuff probably wouldn't run on it. Okay? So, uh, the, the, and they've got it in this thing where they're going to shove it up your barracks bag. Well, the latest thing isn't even an update. It's just a window that comes on. Do you want this premium package? And it's got a bunch of listings of stuff, and they're trying to – and it says, yes, you can take it. And then the other option is remind me in 13 days. So they don't <laughs> give you a chance to opt out, okay? You're going to have to go with it and put up with this crap recurring. So, you know, another uh, another Windows uh, wrinkle. Jeez, these people are just absolutely – both of them, Apple and them, are both absolutely detestable. 
honestly. Well, but, you're not just so frustrating. I'm sorry I brought it up. Yeah, yeah, me too, me too. And I had to get off on it because yesterday, what I do with my big computers, I just leave it running all the time. You know, mm-hmm. at night when I sleep, I got rains and thunderstorms and stuff on, so I can sleep that white noise and the roosters that crow all night in Ecuador and the dogs that bark don't wake me up. And so uh, I got that going on. I love to sleep to white noise and the ambient noise. And so that's going on. When I leave, I turn music on or something. So if anybody was going to break in and they came just snooping around, they'd hear something and go, well, somebody's home, you know? And so uh, I leave that going. Well, what they're doing now, they did with my big computer yesterday. Even if you got something going, they shove that on you. And if you're not there to decline it or say whatever, they force it on you. So they forced it on me on the big computer. I come home and that's sitting on my screen. Well, that just aggravated the pee waddling out of me, you know. So anyway, that's what they're doing, and uh, uh, it, it's aggravating. Hope, fortunately, Raj, I didn't have to call on you. By the way, you and I need to hook up on phone numbers and emails and all that stuff. So why don't you, and you probably already have, but just again, send me something over at Radio Ranch at mail.com and so we can get all that information because Raj is going to be my engineer here, my sound tech guy. Uh, when Paul gets him all trained and everything, and we, maybe I won't have to lose it on the air again, which would be real nice because I don't like doing that. Okay, but and it's we one don't of like the it. well, I'm, I know you don't like hearing it, and I'm sorry because I don't ha- I know any other but way to not, not do it's it. Understandable. It's understandable. Okay. Yeah, so we forgive you for it. Uh, it is one of the few things in life is this technical stuff that sends me out out of orbit. Okay, and uh, anyway. Uh, so enough of that housekeeping. I wanted to say how nice it was and how pleasurable uh, the birthday was yesterday. Uh, and I got uh, got to go over to our little lunch spot, which is a very nice little spot called El Patio. And uh, Friends Day, right? It was Friends Day in Argentina, not here. Um, they they I don't know what kind of a day they have here, but they don't have that correlated holiday here. That's just, to my knowledge, exclusively in Argentina. But anyway, it was Friends Day in a bigger picture because I got to meet and get to know Dan Swain, who is uh, one of our newer students. Jack uh, has known him. It's funny, him and Jack have never met either in four or five years of knowing each other. And yesterday, Jack was out of town, and he's there at lunch and didn't get to meet Jack, but he got to meet me. So uh, he's going to be in town for another couple of days, and uh, I hope maybe we get a window where we can sit down and talk a little bit more. We did have a couple hours yesterday. I got to sit right next to him, and just a delightful guy, just like all you guys are. You know, when we connect on this level, Man, there's a connection there that you just don't have with other people, okay? And you, you guys know what I'm talking about. Those of you who have uh, seeked other folks out of like mind or you made connections like Brent and Jeff here and exchanging stuff and those kind of things, and you realize that people that adhere to this message, I mean, they're just real special, and you don't even have to get to know the, the rest of them. You know when you sit down with them the first time that you two relate to each other. Okay, on a really basic, important level. And it's just a wonderful, a real relationships. It's just like when you get into this and you find out that a lot of people you thought were your friends were only acquaintances. And I guarantee you that's happened to every one of you when you start telling them about this. You're, you're right, Roger. That Friday meetup I went to last week. Yes. Yeah, there were like four or five people who were definitely on the same page as far as... <clears throat> train of thought searching for uh, <clears throat> well 
the silver bullet, so to speak. Yeah. And uh, the one particular leader of that group, he was well tuned into all of the things from the Khazarians to Illuminati, quote unquote, and all that stuff. All right. So, yeah, he really resonated. And so we made a good connection talking about the... uh, U.S. USA conundrum. Have you uh, have you reconnected uh, with those people? Have they gotten back a hold of you? Are you planning to go and sit with them again or any of that stuff, Jeff? I I, I really I, applaud you for doing that. Okay. Well, it was no skin off my nose to go, except a half hour drive and a half hour drive back home. But no, it was worthwhile, and I'm yeah. I think I need to go, or they need for me to go there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. One more time, at least. You know, it's like when you're doing networking, honestly, in a way, and that's kind of what this is, in a sense. Face-to-face is always best. It's always best, and you never know who somebody else knows. Okay. Well, the other people, they were listening, and not all of them asked me some questions. I sort of pontificated for the you know, the second 10 minutes of the gathering. This is a dinner thing at a restaurant. Uh-huh. And so I passed out, like I told you, the uh, printout of how to file an affidavit because mm-hmm. I had a mess of co- copies of that. You know, I'm going to just pass these out. Even if they don't ask me questions, the links are all there and they're going to hear me go on for a couple of minutes. So, yeah, I think it was a, a beneficial visit. Yeah. I think I will go there uh, what day after tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Well, it's like a, a golden corral or something. You go and everybody eats something, you sit around the table and have a little meeting. Maybe they got a little room for you separate. Well, not a golden corral. But I'm just saying like that. You know? Yeah, you're right. It's a, a public restaurant. Okay, good deal. Yeah, we used to use those a lot. And uh, mm-hmm. I just see if, if if all of y'all could do stuff like that. And that's why I applaud Jeff for doing it. Use you as an example. And, yeah, you took an evening out. You found some folks. You got in a car. You drove an hour around trip. And like I said, you never know who somebody knows. You don't yeah, know you that that guy that you were talking to that was interested, that his uncle isn't the attorney general of the state of Texas. You don't know that, okay? Uh, you know the old three-click rule? You know what the three-click three rule is from the CIA? Well, does that have to the do three, with like, three, degrees of separation? Well, it, it, they have a theory that any everybody in the world can get to anybody in the world with three clicks of a mouse. Oh, I know this guy. He knows that guy. They know the other guy. Mm-hmm. So you never know how, how uh, who somebody knows, plain and simple. Uh, so somebody's got a little dinghy going off on. Yeah, that was me again. Okay, well, that's okay. That's okay. Uh, this is the Jitsi platform. By the way, I got chastised by one of our listeners, Monique, down there in Florida. So you know, you need to give out the Jitsi information. And you're right, Monique, I do. And uh, I I get on here and I launch into these things and I forget that stuff because it aggravates me because you have to slow down and give that stuff. But I know that's necessary. It's like Jones having to get up there and tell you about his products. Okay, and uh, if you want, if you're listening out there anywhere in the world, actually, and you can join us very simply. Well, the easiest two ways are without going into a bunch of string of numbers, 20 numbers or something, which you can call in on a phone or if you get in the U.S. or you've got U.S. phone access, you can do that. But if not, and you don't want to hear all the 20 numbers, there's two easy ways. You can go to your smartphone, should you have one. And uh, you can go in the Play Store and you can play around in there and find a app called Jitsi, J-I-T-S-I, J-I-T-S-I. Works on the desktop, too. Does it? 
Oh, okay. Okay. That's where I'm listening right now. Okay. Well, you can, well, you can't. All right. I just didn't know that you could put it on the desktop. You can put it on your desktop too. Jeff tells us. And, uh, all you got to do when you load it on your desktop, or your smartphone, uh, there you go. Kay. You can put it on a computer, sweetie. Uh, and you put in PPN, uh, People's Patriot Network, uh, studio, at PPN studio, all one word, all small case letters. And, uh, bam, we'll, you'll join us right here live and in livid color, and you'll have a little uh, representative letter by your name because it's going to ask you for your name, and it'll take the first letter of your name generally, stick you up there, and we'll identify you. And I'll know who you are because when I put my mouse over you, it tells us what you put in as your name. Yeah, whatever uh, name you put in. Whatever name you put in. Viva la revolution, such as uh, Don Cody. The other way is to simply go to a, a tab on your browser, Hopefully, it's one with a microphone and stuff if you want to participate. If not, you can just listen. That's fine. We've got a lot of people that do that. Okay? Uh, and you type this in, and I'm going to give it twice. Meet, M-E-E-T, M-E-E-T. This is if you don't want to download the software on either platform, your portable or your phone. Meet, M-E-E-T, dot, J-I-T, dot, S I front slash P P N studio, the designation of our room. Again, all small case letters. Let me give that again in case you're typing or writing. Meet M E E T dot J I T dot S I dot no front slash, excuse me, no dot front slash P P N studio because I messed it up. I'll give it again. Meet M E E T dot J I T dot si front slash ppn studio somebody joined us while i was giving that out so hopefully you got that if you want to join us we'd love to have you if you've got questions we'd love to entertain them enlighten you and i can promise you if you got questions there's a bunch of other people in the audience that got the same question and they're not as brave as you and they won't call up mask it okay i promise you all right so you just look at all the folks you'd be helping and uh, that's what they do, and uh, that's what we do here is to try and grab you, find out if you're interested in freedom, find out if you've got kahunas, and if you're willing and wanting to be empowered and re-empowered with the power that God meant for you to have at birth that was stolen from you very surreptitiously, and uh, we guide you. Uh, down the path, grab your hand, maybe even take one on each side and walk you right down the path to freedom. And we love to do it. It gives me incredible satisfaction doing that. And uh, and I get to uh, get a little bit back of the money they stole from me. So all those things wrapped in one. Um, so getting to meet Dan yesterday and having a wonderful lunch was just great. Beautiful weather the last couple of days. <laughs> Summer at the towards the end of july has finally arrived in ecuador this year and we got winds out today all all blue carolina blue skies you know what they say up there in the carolinas james isn't with us but uh i used to travel up there a bit and uh they say if god wasn't a tar heel why did he make the sky carolina blue and it is carolina blue this day here in ecuador beautiful day yesterday same almost too hot actually because we when the wind's blowing there's no clouds in the afternoon that usually shelters you from the heat a bit and it can get hot in the afternoon with no clouds around 
So anyway, uh, that's what's going on, and a lot of other stuff I'm sure I'm not aware of, but if any of you got anything that's happened that's topical and timely that you'd like to bring forward and alert us to and about. Hey, oh, there's somebody. Look at there. I raised somebody. Is that Alan? Alan, you were trying to say something yesterday to me when I backed out and went off about my business. And I'm sure sorry I was already in the process of doing that. You would you like to ask me today? Well, no, because this oh, is now. Gary. I'm sorry. Well, you and Alan sound a lot alike. Sorry, Gary. How you doing? I was going to maybe, if you want, launch into your R plus D equals R today. That's fine. Uh, what I wanted to bring up was that uh, that Dr. David Martin, he's getting a lot of play all over the Internet now. Boy, he's a so sharp people, cookie, that guy. Yeah, people are really uh, getting their eyes open with what he's putting out there. Well, that's good. And, uh, you know, the, got another, go ahead. I got another quest. What, someday, won't you go into what you know about the insurance companies? I've heard you allude to it before. Uh on different shows, but you've never really done a dissertation on the insurance. Now, I don't know if I know enough technically about it. That's one of the reasons that first video, and I was I went back and started watching it again the other night. I've kept that tab open for months to go back and watch it again, and I just never have. And so it's yeah, a it's Amsterdam a, beginnings. Yeah, well, well, yeah, all that stuff. And yeah. uh, well, uh, basically, Gary, I can tell you a little bit of what I know, I know about it, and I picked up somewhere along the line. Uh, and it all revolves around the um, uh, the East India Trading Company, the original one, not the British East India from England, but the Dutch. East India Trading Company, which was the forerunner of it, same bunch, obviously. And that was back when the Dutch, uh, what was the band, I don't remember their famous uh, explorers, but they had a couple of the very uh, uh, early explorers. Magellan, wasn't he Dutch, seems like? Uh, a couple of those very important guys that were the first ones to go circumvent the globe and get over in the Malaysian, Asian part. They had a pretty big... Uh, a pretty big presence over there, um, and uh, uh, especially in the islands. The others, of course, were the British and the Portuguese, uh, like uh, as exampled in China. You know, the China was kind of cut up by the British and the Portuguese, and that's evidenced by the fact that Macau was Portuguese. Okay, Hong Kong was British, and they got that after the Opium Wars, but Macau was Portuguese, and it's even honestly attached to the Chinese mainland, still mainly an island. Big gambling place, and uh, so that was their inroads in the early exploration days, and uh, uh, what happened really that made the Netherlands, the Dutch, so strong was the Spanish Inquisition. Because it was in the Inquisition when the day that uh, uh, the, the Jews finally had to either convert or leave the country. Do you know what happened on that day, by the way, Gary? That was the day that Christopher Columbus sailed his first voyage was that day that the Jews had to leave the country or convert. And there's a lot of speculation that either Ferdinand or Isabella was a uh, uh, closet Jew and that they sponsored Christopher Columbus's voyage to help the Jews get out of Spain. A lot of them didn't go where Chris went. A lot of them went north up to Amsterdam because Amsterdam was very friendly towards them. So they carried all of their, uh, you know, 
uh, habits, uh, moors, customs, and all of their filth up to Amsterdam. And that was when they started getting together and sponsoring these huge explorations and trade ventures, merchants of the earth again. And so that was really the, uh, the Dutch East India Company was the world's really first corporation, I've heard it said, because they would come together. None of them were wealthy enough to sponsor an entire voyage. And I'm sure none of them wanted to step out on the plank, pardon the pun, uh, to the extent that should something happen to that ship, they were dead broke. Okay, So what you're talking about with insurance really is limited liability. Okay. Instead of personal liability. And I remember what uh, George Gordon, the great law teacher who's no longer with us, uh, used to teach. And I heard him say it on his program one time. He said, I hate, I hate limited liability. I want personal responsibility because that way you make sure you're on top of what you're doing. So there's no ramifications on you for something you either did you're supposed to, not supposed to or didn't do that you're supposed to. And then you got liability. And what George Gordon said was, I want personal responsibility. And if I make you wrong and I can't make you whole, drill a hole in my ear and I'll be your slave. Okay. That's a pretty interesting statement from a pretty interesting guy. Okay. So they got together. See, pardon me? Well, when we talk about personal liability, I've researched the insurance thing in several states. And most states have it to where you could actually put up a personal bond uh-huh. instead of insurance. Uh-huh. Some people but either. Yet, but, but nobody will write one. <laughs> <laughs> tried. Uh, okay. Well, there's a, there's a remedy that you can't access. Uh, but regardless, that's part of insurance is limited liability. Okay. And, um, oh, I don't have to pay that. I'll just turn it over. I got insurance, you know. So they came together under that uh, metric, rubric, and uh, because none of them wanted to take potentially that whole hit. And so they all started contributing, and they all had limited liability, and that was the very first corporation per se, and uh, that was the model that followed. Um, They were extremely successful. I've seen some stuff on the web that – uh, traced in the monies of that day and compared them to the world's biggest corporations now. And that those corporations, I think it was specifically the Dutch East India Company, was 10 times bigger in, in scope, relatable to the largest corporation in the world today. That says a lot, okay? The, the Dutch masters. Right. And uh, they still control a lot of the Caribbean. You know, uh, uh, what's the, the little island that starts down there? Aruba? Aruba is totally Dutch. Remember where the girl from Alabama got killed down there a few years ago? And, and they were going, oh, this whole thing is just totally run by the Dutch still. Okay, and that's because they settled it, and uh, it's still got all those characteristics. Um, but that, of course, spread over uh, to England as the same people financed William of Orange to go over and overthrow uh, the crown. Uh, that's the, when the War of the Roses, it was William of Orange fighting some one of the clans over there. And once they beat him, uh, that was when the Bank of England got started. So uh, insurance is, uh, as David Martin has alluded to us, is the one is the elephant in the room behind the banks because they were those two ideas, the concept of central banks and the concept of of insurance were both conceived in Amsterdam in the same year. 
and they've been joined at the hip from the start, and they're still joined at the hip today. Uh, remember when the big bailout came with uh, Hank Paulson and all that? Well, who was who was the first real big company that was bailed out? You remember? Nobody remembers AIG. AIG was the first one they went to, the huge insurance company. Why? Because they got all the government pensions. Yeah, also don't forget AIG was uh, heavy, heavy, heavy into the mortgage industry, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, they all are. Okay. And, of course, mortgages are, uh, and I heard somebody, maybe it was him talking about this the other day and re-listening. You know why we got 30-year mortgages? Because they went back to the actuarial tables and figured that's about as long as you live as you, you're going to live as you own a house. Okay. And now, do you know how mortgages are structured? That's even more interesting, actually, on how they do it in the internal part of this. Anybody know that? Okay, when you go and say, we never had 30-year mortgages before the bankruptcy, by the way. There was a, the longest a bank would loan you was 10 years, and that was in the Jimmy Stewart days when the banks held their own paper, you know, and you'd pay the bank because they were holding your mortgage. Now they discount it into the secondary market, and there ain't no telling who owns it or how many people own it because they do all these tranches and everything else they did during the housing crisis but generally speaking they didn't have 30-year mortgages before the bankruptcy and after the bankruptcy we mysteriously had these 30-year mortgages mortgage comes from the greek word i believe mortmain to kill okay so mortgage literally translates from its original meaning word as to kill all right and the way they've got them structured is they have figured out again through statistics and uh, that the average person owns a home about seven years. Okay, They don't own it long enough to pay it off. They move and go somewhere else, and they take out another mortgage on a new house. Okay, Well, if you go back and look at the table, the payment table, in the first seven years, you virtually pay nothing on the principal's all interest. Okay, And, in fact, you pay mostly interest the first 15 years of the mortgage. It's only on the back part of the mortgage where you start chipping off at that principal. Now, if you want to mess them up, you can do a couple of things. You can go in and get that converted to a 15-year mortgage where you pay it off a lot quicker. Or you can simply pay one extra payment a year. Because, see, when you pay the payment there at the first of the month, well, let's see, you're paying interest, so you pay at the you pay rent at the first of the month. You pay a mortgage in arrears because it's against the law to charge you interest for money that you hadn't borrowed yet. Okay? And so the payment represents the previous month, all right, when on a mortgage. And when you pay that, it almost always just goes to principal. There's nothing out of whatever your payment is that's taken off the back part, the principal that you originally borrowed. And so if you pay an extra payment a year, one out of 12, that, whatever that amount is, none of it goes to interest. It all goes to the back part of the mortgage and comes off of the principal. Okay. And you can pay down a 30 year mortgage by doing that in 15 years. It's very equivalent to a 15-year mortgage. So anyway, those are some of the tricks of mortgages and why they love them so much because uh, uh, and, it does kill a lot of people.
unfortunately. But all that uh, is uh, tied back, of course, to the insurance flow. Well, you know, when they're selling and discounting the notes, who you think ends up with them? Who's got all the money? A few investors, but who are the main investors that have got the kind of money they're going to get those kind of returns on? Insurance companies. They're sitting there. Kazarians. Pardon me? Kazarians. Kazarians, yeah. Which is the topic for Andrew's show this morning. Oh, was it? I'm sorry I missed that. Um, got up a little late. My, my frequency generator worked too well last night. Um, so, uh, I actually overslept a bit this morning, but boy, I got nine hours of wonderful deep sleep. I am so addicted to this little frequency thing in such a short period of time that it really amazes me. And yesterday I'll get back to the insurance. I don't know a whole lot more Gary, but, uh, yesterday I've been wearing my little frequency thing. I've got it rigged up where I can put it around my neck and I can take the round paddles and stick them inside my belt loops. And it looks like, you know, somebody has got an, an oxygen problem and you're not carrying that bottle around, but you got stuff up your nose and you're walking around with one of those things. It's kind of like that. I don't have the bottle and I don't have anything up my nose, but it's this thing you're wearing. Nobody says anything, but, uh, I didn't wear it yesterday to lunch. I just didn't want to, although what's that and all that. And I wasn't going to go through that. I wanted to talk to Dan and not be distracted. And so I didn't wear it, Ben, I, I didn't even get halfway to the bus stop when i was walking to the bus i'm going boy i wish i'd have had that thing i wish i'd have put it on and i missed hey, it roger. i missed it and i and when i got home i couldn't wait to get it on yes who was uh hey roger and me sarge hey jimbo how's it going good pretty good i uh i heard you talking about this i didn't get a chance to listen to your whole show yesterday but i heard you talking about this thing in the last few minutes and got yeah. my curiosity going uh, what's the name of this thing you've got? Do you have a name well, for I, it? Well, I, I, I do. I, I do and I don't, you know, because I'm just <laughs> not totally familiar with Bart. He's got two websites, one for the clinic, and I, I keep forgetting what it is, and it's got illustrations and whatnot, Jimbo. And the other one, if you wanted to go, is strictly for the machine. It doesn't really tell you anything. It's download software and all this stuff. And it is pulsed, past tense, pulsed. I believe uh-huh. ED pulsedfrequency.com. And okay. uh uh and they've got two versions. Um I'm I'm gonna tell you we're gonna probably start marketing this, okay? So uh hmm. and it is a whiz bang machine and it's gonna somewhat I'll know more. Uh, Mr. Harvey, I believe, is on with us and Harvey's going over to Clayton on Friday to meet with Doctor Flick and I think Harvey and I are gonna team up and start marketing this because it's such a fantastic piece of equipment and not only that because of a long-standing relationship with bart flick knowing his background knowing who he is knowing how he does things knowing what his motivations are baby this is his baby okay this is where he went when they stole silver lawn from him okay and he started going off in this direction so he's been working i'm sure he was aware of it and working on it a little bit and interested before that time but that seminal event really set him off on this path and so um when i was up there three years ago i had lunch with bart we ran over and and spent you know the day at the clinic and uh got a treatment there and as i was telling the audience man he's got two of these rooms he might have more by now harvey will know after he visits on friday um, but you sit down in a very plush reclining chair and, uh, they've got two machines so they can operate back and they probably got a machine that does both now, but back then they didn't three years ago. And so there's two machines running and I get one of the attachments is these little things that go up your nose 
and there's a little mm. clip on them and you put them up each nostril and clip them on the outside and it shoots the frequency up with lasers up into your brain. Okay. That's one way mm. of delivering it. The other mm. two or one of them is a more of an electronic way of doing it and it doesn't go as deep into the body and it's mainly for skin issues and for that uh they have two i call them paddles jim and they're little round uh things okay that you right. got wired to the machine okay mm -hmm. and so those go on the skin they don't go very deep and evidently they're mainly for skin conditions the one that's the really important one is this magnetic pulsed one because as harvey has already researched deeply already and found out that has very few parts of the body that impede it cell walls mitochondria wall all that stuff it goes right through them where these other ones get stopped by that or, or impeded to some extent okay and so yeah. this with the magnetic pulse thing it doesn't matter where you put it on your body as long as it's got skin contact it'll go through the whole body see yeah. and that's what's cool about this sleep stuff is all you do is take you program the computer i'll go into a little bit on that you program it as to whatever you want it to run and then you go in you take these paddles and stick them underneath the sheet where you're going to lay on them and they're so powerful it goes through any cloth like that and you lay on it and buddy i'm telling you i've had the best night's sleep i may have ever had in my whole life in the last 10 days Okay. I'm, I'm so addicted to this thing just from that one aspect and sleep is one of the things that these, uh, this approach, the magnetic frequency really, really works well on. There's several different areas here. Stress, another one. And, uh, so, um, I could kick my butt. I've had this thing sitting up in the closet for three years and didn't even think about it. Okay? <laughs> I mean, honest oh, to man. goodness, I'm sitting here, all these things it's doing for me as, as addicted as I've gotten to it as quickly. And I'm going, wow, Roger, what a, what a dummy you are, you know? And, but anyway, so there's uh, 500 frequencies that he's got. And there's mm -hmm. two platforms. There's a basic platform for, like, regular people, and then there's a more sophisticated one for me uh, medical providers, either doctors or masseuse or whatever, okay? Right. And it's got more, like, in the eye programs that I was particularly interested in aren't in the basic side. They're only in the other side. So I had yeah. to register as a as a medical thing and get cleared for that and have a – uh, there's some kind of a, a regulatory thing. If you're going to sign up for that inside the U S I guess if you're a citizen of the United States or a resident and they want you to have some kind of qualifications or something. So if you're outside the country, they just check your, uh, they, they check your, uh, ISP address and then there's no regulatory stuff. And as I was doing that and thinking about it, I thought, well, you could probably do that with a VPN, couldn't you? Okay. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, um, that you go in and you get that approval and you get that software loaded. Now you got it on your computer. Okay. So you unplug the little unit. It's it's not very big. It's maybe uh, six or seven inches uh, wide, a couple of mm -hmm. inches high, and then maybe four inches deep. So it's very small. You know, you fit inside a bread basket. That old deal. And um, so you uh, disconnect the any of uh, the delivery systems, and you go over and plug it into your computer, and then you go into their software program and access those 500-plus programs. And you just go over in this compiler thing and load the ones you want on there, okay? And then you can save them, 
and you could save that that combination of programs, however they're structured, and uh, put a name to it. And then when you want to reload it, you just go back in. Oh, there's that one. Boom, and it goes over and reloads on the machine. And so you've got a, a, a total flexibility. He's got a number of programs there of the frequencies that are known worldwide to achieve what they're designed and written to achieve. And say, for instance, you've got a bad knee. You can go over and click knee, and eight or ten programs will load over on your machine, all known and used in their clinic, by the way. To be able to affect whatever the ailment is, and buddy, I'm telling you, this thing works. Now I'm all, I'm using three main programs now: sleep, mm-hmm. and there's a number of sleep programs. It's not just one. Okay, the one I'm yep. using is 112 minutes long, so it's almost two hours, and it incorporates a lot of the little programs on sleeping they've found to be very successful. Okay, so. Uh, I load that, and then I load, uh, I've got two eye programs, one for glaucoma and one for mm-hmm. macular dry, macular degeneration. And I'll load one of those, and then I'll load the sleep program again because I want to go back and get a good night's sleep. I don't want to do two hours and wake up in the middle of the eye program. Right. So I throw yeah. the sleep program on again, and then I've got the other eye program loaded, and then I've got the sleep program loaded again and maybe another one at the end of that, a balancing program. And those things run about seven, eight hours, man, and bam, you wake up. I I mean, I can't tell you how, how wonderfully you sleep. Okay? And cool. so that's, uh, that's fantastic. And then when I get up like I did this morning, I go in and change and put just the eye programs on with no sleep programs. And I let them run for two to four hours. It's running right now. And at the end of that, I'll go back and reload this series of stress programs I've got. One for stress, one for PTSD, one for rebalancing your central nervous system, one for rebalancing something else. One's a serotonin program that either stimulates uh, or whatever serotonin. I got a Schumann's Natural Earth Frequency program uh, in there, uh, which rebalances you to the Earth's natural frequency. And I just let those things run until I go in and go to bed and reload the sleep sequence again. So those are my three that I go through. I never take the thing off all day long, except uh, you know when I got to change clothes or do something. And uh, it, 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 it is really cool, man. And I'm so addicted to it, I can't even hardly explain to you. But I missed it yesterday so much at lunch, and I said, "Well, I'm just wow. not going out without it anymore." Okay. And so here's I, I've gotten real stressed with where we are now in all this stuff, especially mm-hmm. through the last couple of months. Right. We know yeah. what they, who they are. We know what they're doing. We know what the end game is. We're so much more aware than the average bear out there. So that kind of stuff, even though I'm in a pretty good position, that kind of stuff bothers me. It bothers me for you. It bothers me for humanity. I get upset. I get upset mm-hmm. that we've got an answer that may could have changed this, and I can't get anybody to listen. All those things, you know. And yep. I get very few to listen, put it that way. So what I've done to try and alleviate that is I used to stay here all day and stay plugged into all that stuff. Well, I don't do that anymore. I try and get away from it as much as possible. I know what's going on. I know who's doing it. I know what they're doing. I know what the effects are. I don't need any more verification, okay? And so I want to get away. And so in the afternoon, I try and get out of here, and I wear this thing around, and I've got that stress sequence of programs running. And, man, I'm mellow as a cello. (laughs) 
Cool. Okay, so I don't know. We don't know price points. We don't know anything more about it, but we know that we've got a very special relationship with Brent, I'm, with Bart, I do, and Harvey mm-hmm. has already started down that road. They had a hour-long or more conversation the other day, and he's going over there day after tomorrow to spend the day in Clayton, and uh, it's just a very impressive operation, and knowing Bart the way I do and knowing how he is, I know that... I mean, there's other frequency stuff on the market, okay? But I guarantee yep. you there, there, there are very few that are as on top of it as Bart will have his, okay? Just because that's who he is. Cool. He ain't yeah. interested in the money. He's interested in helping people get well. And being in the medical establishment, he knows what a bunch of BS it is. And this is what I've been able to conclude, and it's one of the things about leaving it in the closet for three years. We didn't have the emphasis on this three years ago that we do now. We didn't yeah. have the medical establishment almost virtually totally discredited the way we do now. People have always held them in godlike esteem, and that ain't the same anymore because so many of them have gotten the jabs and given their patients bad information, and their patients are learning it, and they're suffering the repercussions from their advice and stuff like that. And there's going to be a whole bunch of doctors and nurses that die or, or become debilitated from this, and the others, well, there are going to be very few left. It's going to be very expensive. Uh, uh, pharmaceuticals, uh, you know, the part they're going to play and i see this doc in a box which i what call it i see this doc in the box as a large future of medicine right here mm-hmm. definitely okay. yeah i've got some other things that i've used in the past that uh, didn't do too bad but you know the, the thing that i've seen though is the frequency stuff does work and uh, I would love to try one of these out. Well, I'm telling you, we'll feed you the information, Jimbo. And uh, this is, I can give you this example. Uh, and I'm sure Harvey can probably chime in a little bit. When I was first reconnecting with this, here's what happened. Har- we're, Harvey and I both got these eye problems, okay? And so, and we're all getting these problems at our, as you age, you know? And so we're talking one night, and he's telling me about this machine called a Healy machine that's a networked machine out of Europe. Yeah. All right. I've got one. Okay. It's well, not bad. Okay. And that's what Harvey was telling me about that. And I said, you know, I got one of those frequency machines up in the closet <laughs> I got from Bart. Let me go see about digging that. I mean, I'm not kidding you one bit, okay? So I go in there and dig out in a blue bag that's still in the same bag he gave it to me in, you know. And so I yep. dig it out, and, and I'm starting to mess with it. Well, the person I know is my old friend Derby, and he's been involved with this and lives up there by Bart, and they're big friends and all that stuff. And so I call my buddy Derby, and he's trying to talk me through this and a little bit of that on how to do stuff. And so uh, I, in the meantime, and I'm talking to him, and he says, yeah, we had a guy. There's another machine out called a Healy machine. And he said one of our somebody we know in Florida had one, and they they sent I think they sent it up or brought it up so that Bart and him could look at it and analyze it. And he said, well, one thing I can tell you is it's kind of like a Volkswagen, and and Bart's is like a Rolls Royce. And the difference that we found out immediately is the Healy delivers the frequency on one channel. Bart's has got seven channels. Ooh. Okay. So right there, you know that there's a big difference. Okay. Yeah. And this one has the pulsed magnetic frequency, which is the one that is, out of all of them, the mm-hmm. most totally effective. 
And yep. uh, I, as I, as he was telling me this, uh, Derby, and 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 uh, subsequently Harvey's reading about it and studying. I'm so well. I wouldn't expect anything less out of Bart, really. I mean, I've known him. I know yep. how he works. I know how he is, and all that stuff. For um, you know, not a really in-depth total uh, relationship but we worked together and knew each other and you know all that stuff and that spent long hours talking and working together at those expos and you just know what kind of a guy somebody is when you spend that kind of time around them just a real sweetheart of a guy and uh, so anyway we're sitting there and harvey has been spending many years on through his mana tech and all the stuff he's been into and healing and whatnot over the years and it seems to me like we've kind of reached a pinnacle here because i think Think this is the answer this frequency especially this magnetic pulse stuff and we've got a great connection to bart we've got a great relationship with him and i mean he's saying hey rod you want to come back and kind of represent these things and i'm thinking well i'm not sure what i can do but yeah i mean i love working with bart it's a and uh, and i love helping people and man i know this works i'm sold on it personally and you can tell okay I mean, I've experienced it in a very short period of time. I've become totally addicted to this thing where I don't even want to take it off or be away from it. Mm -hmm. It's cool. Okay. Yeah, definitely. I'll tell you what. Yeah. We'll feed you some information. information, Let me know. We will. We'll let you know. And, and of course, none of us, even Bart, he's not really interested in making a bunch of money, you know. And and I don't know. We're not either, but I am interested in helping a lot of people and freeing you from the medical establishment. And the thing it doesn't do is diagnostic, okay. But, boy, when you got some kind of a problem that you can identify – Buddy, they got frequencies and programs in there for everything under the sun. I mean, erectile dysfunction, colitis, itching, uh, injuries after a, a, an operation, or old injuries or new injuries. Or, uh, it's just really incredible the amount of proven frequency programs he's got in there. Over 500. Okay. Wow. And then there's a number, 28 of them, that have got multiple programs already in there, like I said, that they've used and, and, and are known, proven in their clinic. So you just click on a category, and all it loads 10, 12, 15 programs on your machine that all deal with whatever the problem, overall problem is. Very well designed, very, very cool. Now, also, you don't have to have, and I will find out more about this. It's just what I remember from when I was up there, okay? And I want to tell you about the experience they put me through in the in the treatment room. But first, the, the, these paddles, they're round. I call them paddles. They're round. They're about, I mm-hmm. told Lisa the other day, you're in Ohio like Lisa is. You, you know what a moon pie is? Yep. Well, about the size of a moon pie. Okay. And, and they're round and I call them a paddle, but they've got those that aren't connected to the machine, but they can be loaded with frequencies. Okay. And you can stick that in your pocket and, you know, whatever the frequency is you're wanting to deal with. And the one that they were using that was incredibly successful was for women and cramps during their menstrual periods. I said, just take this little round thing, stick it in your pocket or whatever. Bam. All that's gone. Okay. Well, you could do the same thing for sleep. You could probably do, I don't know what the limitations are, price points. I don't know any of that stuff. But if you had a specific problem you wanted to concentrate on, or for instance, you wanted to use this for sleep, you could yeah. just get one of those loaded for sleep, you know? And, 
And I know they've had a lot of updates on the machines in the last three years. You know, new bells, new whistles. It'll do two things at one time, and uh, which mine won't do. Mine's a very basic one. I think one of the first ones. And uh, so we'll find we'll find out more about that. I'll let you on. Believe me, you're going to hear about it because we're going to market the thing. Okay. Yep. So, uh, but it's very cool and it works and it's got great people behind it of the highest repute. And, uh, I'm really thrilled to be messing with this and to be involved with it and to, to be able to offer it to folks. Cause I really see this as a future medicine. Okay. Cool. Sounds great. It is. I'm looking it is. Forward to it. it is very cool. And as soon as I can get that other website, I'll put it out again. And, uh, uh, but that pulse frequency is just for the machine downloading software. Uh, if you wanted to, Jim, I think you could go over there and maybe even without opening an account, probably download the owner's manual. If you wanted to read through that and some of that, I doubt if you do or have time, but should you want to, you could do all that stuff at that site, but it sure is cool, man. And I sure am loving it. Cool. I can't tell you how much this stress thing helps. I, you just, you just, you just drift through the afternoon, you know, and, uh, nothing really bothers you and it's just real nice. And then you can do, when you go into the program, you can set it on how many times you want it to run. You want it to just run once you want it to run repetitively over and over and over how, and all that stuff's up to you, but it's a very cool little machine and man, I wish I'd had this thing out a couple of years ago. So anyway, that's water under the bridge. You can't do much about it, but kick your butt and try and alleviate decisions like that in the future that you make that are right. erroneous, you know. <laughs> well, you live and learn. Yeah, man. Okay. All right. Fantastic. Thanks a lot. I, okay. I got to jump off get okay. ready for my show. But, All right, uh, Jimbo. I appreciate it. All right. Well, we're have always fun. happy to have you and entertain you when you come over and visit us, my friend. And I try and promote cool. your show as much as I can remember to do yeah, it. Yeah, I hear you do that. Okay, I do. Great job. Well, thank you, sir. <laughs> happy to have you, bro. All right, thanks uh, so much. I'll all right, man, if you're if you're listening, I don't know if Harvey's still on there. Harvey, did I cover all that? If you're on, did you anything else you wanted to add? If you're there and want to talk or can talk, I don't see him. Okay, he must have left. I thought I saw him on there earlier. Yeah. Um, so anyway, that's the frequency thing. I know as we were ending yesterday, Chris's uh, girlfriend wanted to know something about it, and I didn't want to call Chris last night because his voice sounded so terrible. And, uh, uh, yeah. and, and anyway, so that I was glad to get the opportunity to go over that a little bit today, but don't worry. We're going to be talking more about it. Cool. All righty. Okay, Thanks Jimbo, I'll let thank you get you. back to your show. Thank you, buddy. <laughs> All right. Uh, I don't know what Enjoy we're going to cover. Does anybody else have any questions? I wanted to thank Alan for sending me the, one of the exhibits there out of his congressional book that I forwarded on to Brent. I've gotten him a couple of exhibits prepared for next Saturday's appearance over on the uh, the brent winters law show on saturday and then we're going to be on part of his sunday in church on sunday i think and that should be that should be a really wonderful experience presenting this information to his audience uh such as the uh, hey chris what's the crs number on that uh, congressional research report that jeff's talking about well i don't know that it's a, a number it's a book that he uh, has acquired two copies of. Alan has one uh, from 1848, I think, and the other. This one is particularly uh, important, Chris, because it quotes the slaughterhouse cases, okay? But it's a book that's produced for Congress by Congress, and uh, it was published in 1952, okay? Mm, And it goes out. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Well, I have some familiarity when Congress 
orders an investigation and a report to be produced, it's usually the Congressional Research Service that right. does that. They Correct. generally have a CR uh, dash something, 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 something number that they attach to each one of those. They, I have several of those myself that I've read pretty uh, diligently. And uh, there was one on uh, con, uh, let's see, they call it a patchwork uh, conundrum or something like that of jurisdictions regarding uh, private grants of land made patent. Okay. I, I, this is an actual book, I believe. Alan, are you with us or not? Yeah, I'm here, right? Okay. What's the name of that book that we're talking about that I don't know what I'm talking about? It's called the, it is a book and it's called the constitution of the United States analysis and interpretation. And it was written by Congress. And like I said, they, they wrote it for all the congressmen and senators so that they would, I guess, have all of the workings of the Constitution as the way they see them anyway. Is that about 1,500 pages, Alan? Uh, no, it's closer to 3,000. It's 2,700, 2,800 pages, I think. Yikes. Uh, very yeah, I printed out a document very similar to that. Uh, it took me like four, five, six reams of paper to print it out, and it just, I thought it was never going to finish printing, but it was a pretty sumptuous document, all kinds of references, citations, historical background, very good find. Hey, uh, you, can, you can get this book electronically, too. It's out on the, on the Internet in places, different versions. I don't know what how many different years you can find, but... Uh, I think I even had a, a copy of it electronically. Hey, uh, Roger. Yes, uh, yes, at Gary again. Yeah, I've got the versions of that from twenty four, thirty eight, and fifty two that Alan's talking about. Also, there was one done in eighty three. There was also one done in nineteen thirteen, but I haven't been able to find those. Mm hmm. Well, what they did, Chris, and what Alan uh, came on to read us was a part about state citizenship in there. And as soon as he started reading what he was reading, I, I remembered it as the slaughterhouse cases because we covered that so much. And and, uh, it, and it, it, it cites it at the bottom on the footnote, slaughterhouse cases. And it's one of those wonderful, wonderful sites out of the slaughterhouse cases about this subject. But you see what's really important about this. What's really important about it having that site with what that site says in that year. It only lasted for two years. Two years later in 54, they changed it. Now it wasn't you're either one or the other. Now you're both because of Brown v. Board. Okay. Do you see the significance now? So it'd be very interesting to get the one in 1983 and see how they cover that. Okay. Because they had to overcome Plessy versus Ferguson. They had to overcome the either or. They had to overcome separate but equal. They had to make everybody totally equal on both, and now they can ask you the leading question as to which one you are. Hey, Raj. Yeah. What I was told, if Gary could look in some of those older books, somebody had said that in the older editions that they had an index in there of all the, the common law cases hmm. that related to the Constitution, but 
it's not in that the book that I have. Uh, the one he had found that in was an older one. I don't know which year uh, he had said, but it said that it had a, a an index of all of the common law cases. And I was kind of just wanting, if nothing else, could get a list of that of that index of the common law you, cases. You, you know where that is, Gary? You know what he's talking about? Can you hear me now? Yeah, yeah, loud and clear. Okay, well, I'm traveling, so in these mountains, you never know. Right. Uh, I'll look for it, Alan, and if it's available, I'll shoot it out to whoever. You can send it to me. I'll, I'll get it, it to him. I'll take it to well, I'll get it to. I'll take it to Staples and have them turn it into a PDF for me. There you go. Uh, that's super cheap. If you guys don't aren't aware that Staples does that service, it, you can get thirty pages for two dollars into a PDF. It's huh. real nice. That's nice. Okay. They can take it from there and make it for you. Yeah, you just take it there. Copy what you want, or even if you get, say, you get a, a PDF on your cell phone. Like me, I don't have internet out where I live in the mountains. I got my cell phone internet. So whenever somebody sends me a PDF, I just go to Staples. Uh, I email. They tell you how to do it. You email the PDF to a certain address to that store, and then they just print it out. So you can go either direction. You can make a PDF, or you can get a PDF printed out. Okay, cool. And it costs hardly nothing. Okay. <laughs> That's good. So there you go. Save you probably a bunch of trouble if you're not real technologically oriented and switching those things back and forth in those formats. Yeah, my problem is I don't have internet out here in the mountains. I just have my cell phone. Right. That gets that sometimes gets a signal and sometimes don't. Anyway, anyway, <laughs> like, you can get some kind of a, a an internet signal out there eventually, Gear, where you live. Yeah, I could get satellite, but I've talked to all the oh, yeah. the neighbors. It's crap. It don't work half the time. Right. It's just not worth the money. Right. So uh, a couple of them had it and has tried it and done it, and then they've canceled it because it don't work real good. Right. Right. Hmm. Well, maybe they'll come up with some other technological option. I know that they're really laying cable around here. Even on Sundays, they got crews out. And it was, they told me it was 5G, uh, which amazes me that they're out here in this kind of rural part laying that stuff in and working at it the way they are. But yeah, they're sure doing it, okay? And it makes me wonder if all, if all these people are going to die from this vaccine that they're lining up around the block for, who's going to use all this 5G stuff? Say Roger and Jeff. Yeah. Chris, I'll I tell you what, I want you all to talk for a minute, and I'm going to go get and warm up a cup of coffee. It's going to take me a all minute, right. but well, I'm going to be listening, so you yes, guys sir, feel free to uh, have social intercourse while I'm gone. Okay? And, and get your pencils ready if you can, because I went over and found my copy that uh, I have of this uh, document called Senate Document Number 103-6, The Constitution of the United States of America Analysis Interpretation. And... Um, it's the 104th Congress, second session, document 109, 104, excuse me, 104-14, the Constitution of the United States of America, Analysis and Interpretation, 1996 Supplement, 
analysis of the cases decided by the Supreme Court of the United States to July the 1st of 1996, prepared by the Congressional Research Service Library of Congress at the U.S. Printing Office, U.S. Government Printing Office. And uh, let's see here. That's about all I can tell you about it on the front page. But it does have an index of, it's pretty expansive, and uh, I don't even remember how many pages this sucker is, but it is a bunch. I, yeah, I, I'm sure Jeff is right about it, talking about it being 2,500 or something or another, because I was uh, aghast at how much paper it took to print this document out. <laughs> that was Alan, not Jeff. Excuse me, Alan. I didn't mean to insult either one of you. <laughs> Good info, thanks. Something else that I found incredibly informing and cautionary mm -hmm. is the Richard Jewell cases. Again, I've talked about this on this thing and this uh, NARIS program of Intel services. Uh, this is what was run by Bill Benny, the whistleblower in that case, and several other uh, big tech whistleblowers from Verizon and AT&T. Uh, and because of my construction experience, I'm quite aware to what are termed interstitial floors. It's kind of like interlineation play right between the lines. They build these floors between the existing floors as special mechanical, electrical communications areas to service the facilities. And this is where the CIA, FBI, NSA put their bulk data gathering equipment for everything in there so they can uh, store vast amounts of communicated uh, calls, keystrokes, information, intel uh, to put into the cloud or the Chrome universe. In fact, they just had a new... Uh, supposed cloud situation come up, but these are the data storage network facilities that maybe are uploaded to satellite links and stored in several repositories of information around the United States and the world uh, by people that want to uh, track and know everything that's going on because you can have foreign tail uh, pre-knowledge, if you will, of things going on, then you can make astute, well-informed before everybody else knows what's happening, and you can unjustly enrich yourself by playing on the knowledge that was communicated within all these bulk data collection schemes of warrantless searches in violation to the First, Fourth, and Fifth Amendments and your right to privacy. And so this is what we're seeing some of this uh, playing out today and this recent things, this case up in Michigan with Governor Whitmer's so-called militant or militia uh, they were take her hostage thing where they've got like 12 different uh, FBI agents that created the whole scenario to put this uh, false flag or gaslighting of America that she was going to be taken hostage by these so-called government terrorists uh, and it's turning out that uh, one of the key operators of their so-called confidential informants or undercover operatives 
was indicted on felony gun charges for a 50 caliber machine gun and the FBI agent was I think his name was Adam Fox was arrested for domestic violence and uh, creates a problem he's going to lose his FBI uh, rating because he can't carry a gun because he was red flagged much like they red flagged me under the pretext that he was a danger to society because of his violence so allegations of domestic violence which mine were dismissed and I still haven't got the red flag lifted because of the coercion and the complicity of the conspiracy between the district attorney and his assistant district attorney entire charge of the family services courts that did the red flagging because these are inquisitorial star chambers and hopefully Roger's back and I'll see if there's any questions about any of that information okay well Roger's just about back I'm just about back. Well, Chris. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Where's the damn fucking thing? Chris. Yes, I'm here. That that document, did you get that off, off through the Internet, just going to the Library of Congress? I did some time ago, uh, back when I had Internet service. Uh, I don't have a... Uh, uh, a link for you other than it's the U.S. Government Printing Office, um, Office of printing and uh, so on and so forth, that they are the repository for all the records, and the Congressional Research Service is that arm of the government that supposedly does all these critical investigative research for the congressional members. Yes, CRS, I'm back. Chris also wanted to add, you were talking about uh, Whitmer's little false flag where they're trying to kidnap or supposedly the white supremacists up there. Yes. The guy that ran that operation for the FBI got transferred to D.C., and he's running the field office in D.C. before January 6th. Oh, what a coincidence. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yes, sirree. That's how they work. Um, Well, good information there. Uh, and thank you. I got to, I got rid of some coffee and I got to get some new. So, you know, I got both things done there and, uh, uh, I'm glad to see all this information coming. I'm excited about getting in front of Brent's audience. I think we're going to get, uh, uh, you know, uh, some new folks around here off of that. I would imagine I, I may even, uh, end up Brent had asked me this about, I don't know, a year, year and a half or so ago as they were starting Patriot soapbox. He asked me if I'd like to do some time on there and it's a youtube they've actually got a youtube channel that they run it on and uh but it's only one way in other words you can take questions but somebody's got to type them in you know how my eyesight is i'm challenged there and uh when you're concentrating on trying to deliver a message and you got your mind on where you're going and where you're trying to get there and you can't get distracted with all that stuff and there's nobody else to talk to or ask questions and i just said i already do 10 hours a week on our format here and i declined uh and you know i'm uh, probably we'd have gotten this information to thumper and them a lot sooner if i'd have accepted that and maybe i'll get on there and see if they wanted to do an hour or something where i could get on and give short lectures but uh anyway hopefully we're going to tap into that audience we got uh, scorpio dave and I know Daryl's working on him, and uh, he has uh, decided to move forward. We just happened, he's in the middle of a bunch of other stuff right now, too. So I know we'll get that done, and I believe that uh, we'll get back over once he really fully 
gets his arms around it and follows through uh, and makes a commitment and gets it done that we'll probably end up over on his program for an extended length of time where we can really explain this to his audience and answer any questions. So there's two pretty nice new platforms of, of people that are, I believe, for the most part, unexposed to this. Uh, and we should uh, touch some of them. So that's pretty encouraging. And as I said earlier, the old the old unknown is you never know who somebody knows. You just flat don't ever know, you know. And so it may be the most unlikely person in the world. And you go and and they it turns out their their long lost uncle is somebody that's super important and a key. So anyway, we just keep doing one step at a time, one day at a time, one person at a time, and building towards a. Uh, phenomena called critical mass and hopefully we'll get there i know i hear people begging for the information i listened to alex a, 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 a bit lately and they're sitting there begging for it every day um they don't know they're begging for it but they're saying where's an answer where's an answer How, what do we do well i gotta think if we could get this into a mass of, of people that it is going to really affect our enemy because they do not want this information out there and everything that they do and don't do points to that fact that they're they're scared of it, okay? Because it totally rips away their legitimacy, all of it. And on top of that, it exposes who they are and how they do things to the nth degree. It's a total exposure deal for them, and they don't like that. Okay. They're very defenseless when they get in that position, and you can see the way they react to this over the years. So hopefully we'll get that opportunity. Y'all can say a, say a prayer to the big guy and say, open the door. Open the door. We're ready. We're ready. Hopefully the people are ready because i got to believe if you put this in front of folks, we'll get a percentage. This is what I was going to say about that New Zealand thing the other day that was kind of interesting. And the guy that's the main guy there was going into this a bit. And I didn't know this percentage number. Do you know what they found? I don't know the study he was referring to, but they found a percentage of people that you need to affect to affect change. And it was, uh, rather than put you all through a guessing game here, it was 15%. All we need is 15% of the people. Now, I know I've heard, uh, I believe I've heard Cliff High talk about it, the Han Chinese, that's the main ethnicity, the ones that think that they're better than everybody else over there. The Han Chinese found that when they were going to go in and take over an area, that they needed 21% of the population. 21% of the population were Han Chinese. They could take over the area. If it was 20 or 19, they couldn't. If it was 23 or 24, they didn't need them. 20 one, I believe, percent was the amount that you need of people infiltrating there to be able to control the the area, the ethnicity, the all, all the mores, etc. That's kind of interesting. So we don't need a whole bunch more. I mean, there's got to be 15% of the people that are just overamped because of the theft of the election, what's coming out, what's about to come out, the things that have happened in six months with commie Zionist shill Biden in control, uh, the amount of dissatisfaction in the country, even for people that supported this creep. You know, these two soy boys that Jack's working with that are down here, I think they go back tomorrow. They're the ones that are interested in Dave's house up there. And here's two soy boys. One of them is a civil service, and the other one's no telling what. 
but he's about to retire, I think. And they, they voted for Biden. Evidently, they're pretty vocal with Jack. They voted for Biden, and here they are wanting to leave the country. Okay? So, uh, anyway, interesting. We're going to see how it turns out. I think these guys are totally too exposed at this point. And I believe that exposure and the general awareness of the globe is why they pulled the trigger on this early anyway. They weren't ready. And uh, I think they're going to suffer the consequences for that. So there's a, there's some very positive things, as bleak as it looks. Uh, really, if you go back and understand who these people are, how they do things, what the agenda is, and all the more specific stuff, they're in pretty big trouble. They're exposed. This, the exposure is the one thing they can't handle. Beep. So has anybody got anything to add to that? Anybody have any questions, any comments? Chris, you're sounding a little bit better today, by the way. I'm on the mend. Oh, that's good, man. That's good. I was worried about you. I was going to call you uh, with your <coughs> with your friend's <coughs> interest in the frequency machine, and I didn't want to call you because of the way you sounded yesterday, quite frankly. Well, you know, I've got another friend that's kind of a naturopath, holyopath. In fact, he was locked up for giving oxygen to a patient to uh, infuse it with oxygen claiming they that's what killed it if if you can think of that oxygen can be deadly was kind of the ruse they tried to carry out in the court and it eventually was dismissed against him but he's a targeted guy like myself like a lot of the so-called naturopaths holyopaths right. actually do something to help people and uh so uh we've got some pretty uh attentive ears for this type of technology well, well let me tell you what you can tell them we're, we're just learning and we're not in a position to really speak authoritatively yet well, i think we will be pretty quickly one of the things as this deal gets cut is i'm i think we'll get barred on the program here and uh, be able to have him uh not only on the show but explain it to you in his you know on in his way of doing things and uh but I can promise you from my 20-plus year association with Bart Flick that there there won't be anything better that you can find out there that's going to do more than this, I don't believe. And though it'll do what it says it does, and it'll be highly scientifically backed and, and have all the I's and T's dotted and crossed. So uh, Bart Flick's just a heck of a guy. Um, and uh, I know one thing he told Harvey, I don't remember if we uh, talked about it yesterday or not, but you can tell your friend this. Of course, now Bart told Harvey in their private phone conversation the other day, what happened was they were going to get together, and he said, well, I'll just set up a Zoom meeting. And so he wrote me an email at the same time, and I answered back, and I said, I understand you've spoken with Harvey. And, and he goes, well, here, let me send you an invite to this Zoom thing. So they were going to do some sort of a Zoom thing, and um, – so I got up early. I had to get up at seven o'clock that morning because he was doing it early. He's in the East Coast time, and uh, and then Bart overslept. <laughs> so he overslept his own meeting, and Harvey and I are sitting there waiting for him. And that's when he called Harvey, and they got a chance to speak there personally for quite a while, I guess. And um, uh, so then he said he's coming over there. But one of the things he told Harvey, and I've related this to you guys there in Clayton. And we've got a listener that's been up there, Amos, that him, him, he and his wife listen, live up in the area around Clayton, and he said they'd been to Bart's clinic. Um, he bought, uh, or at least is renting a, a building, you've seen probably a number of them in any town, that's a two-story building, and there's about five or six doors upstairs for different offices, and the same correlates downstairs, two floors, and Bart rented the whole thing. 
And what he does is he still practices his orthopedic stuff upstairs. And uh, then he has all of the frequency stuff downstairs. And it's the upstairs operation that really supports the development of the downstairs one. Okay. And what I did not know was that he isn't operating anymore. So he's not actually in that part of the, and I remember in 20 years ago, he said, I, I, he said, I feel like I'm nothing but a carpenter as an orthopedic surgeon. So he's not operating anymore, but he is seeing patients up there on that upper floor. And he told Harvey that he had a, somebody that had broken a bone and I don't know which bone. Okay. But they were totally healed in two weeks instead of six weeks using this frequency machine. That's pretty impressive. Okay. So that's the kind of results uh, that uh, people can expect if they use the right program and know what they're doing a little bit. But uh, that's the capabilities of what, of what these things can do. And uh, like I said, you you won't if you start messing with this a little bit, you won't mess with it very long until you see the future with this because this is the future of medicine right here in 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 many areas. Uh, so pretty exciting, Brent, and uh, I mean not Brent, but Chris, and uh, that your friend, you can use it right in his practice. And I'll tell you about the room that they've got downstairs. I was going to talk about that a minute ago. And that day that we had lunch, when we got back from lunch, and Bart said, well, Roger, would you like a, a treatment? Well, I remember he's got two of these rooms. He might have more now. And as we were going back, there was somebody exiting it. It was a guy named Bill. I remember he called him Bill. And Bill was about six foot four. He's a pretty tall guy. He's an older guy. He had a cane or some kind of walking implement, if I remember right. And he walked out of the room and Bart, oh, hey, Bill. Oh, hey, Bart. And uh, he said, well, how do you feel? And he got this big angelic smile on his face. And he said, fantastic. And so after he left and I go in there and it's a reclining type chair, you know, big plush. And you sit back, and they were using more than one machine because they had the paddles and the thing that went up your nose. And I remember Bart telling me, you may sleep a little bit. Well, I'm sure he told this other guy that was operating the machines to load a sleep frequency on there. They probably do when they're giving anybody a treatment, you know. And he said, well, you may go to sleep. Uh, I'm sure he knew that there was a sleep program loaded in there. Well, I did. I went to sleep for about three hours. And uh, you, you recline back in that chair, and he's got two of these light bulbs, huge light bulbs. They're like a 100 times bigger than a regular light bulb. And I think there was one on each side of the chair on a table there. And it was like, Chris, you'll, be, you'll relate to this. It was like out of a Tesla thing where the electrical thing goes, and that little arc goes all the way through the light bulb. And and so that's going on both sides of you, and you got these things up your nose, and you can see red down through the bottom of your eyes where the where the laser is going up through your nose, and you lay there, and it's like, man, you're really in sci-fi world, okay? That calls that's called Jacob's Ladder. Whenever you see those things in the scientific uh, movies and stuff, where they got that electrical current passing through two probes going vertically up the thing and then yeah. starting again that's kind of what you're describing with the uh 
probes of the well, laser light energy transmission. Well, I'm going to tell you what, you feel real high tech with one of those things on each side of you and you're attached to all this stuff and they're going, yep, yep. And you can see Jacob's ladder going through its operations. It's pretty darn impressive. It may be some psychosomatic stuff there. Even if it didn't work, you got the idea that it did because of your surroundings. But uh, I slept like a baby and got up and they were, they were in there talking. Actually, uh, he had had something delivered that day that it was a very interesting contraption. It was all made out of copper, and you had to put it several different things together. And it was an apparatus that had been replicated off of one that was invented back in the 20s or the 30s in Italy by somebody. And when they died, the wife found it up in the attic. And they replicated it. I still don't know what it was, but it's something to do with all this stuff. And they were playing. Sounds like a Faraday cage. Well, it's kind of along those lines or something. It was something real, you know, high tech from back in the old days that he'd gotten hold of. And they were messing with that, trying to put it together and talk about it. And they sent me off to get this treatment. And so I just remembered that. And uh, but we'll we'll talk more about it. And I think it's going to be uh, one of the big pillars here is health. You know. And uh, most of us are not young men and women anymore, okay? And we all know what happens is the body just doesn't work as good and stuff starts failing. And this is a way to overcome that without big expense, maybe a little Surely bit up front. <laughs> I mean, this thing works, man, okay? So I don't know about all the different aspects. I don't know about things like colitis, and there's a program in there for colitis. I got a family member that's de that's dealing with that, two of them actually. And he'd just been admitted in the hospital, it's all, all this stuff. And you know where that came from? It's the saddest thing. It's my nephew, my only nephew. He's a real good kid. And it, it, my brother, because of his military involvement and his uh, in the National Guard and everything, got him a job in the National Guard thinking, well, National Guard doesn't ever do anything about except go deal with floods and natural disasters. And then George Bush gets in there and sends his ass to Kuwait, and he has to go through that whole regiment of shots and everything to go overseas, and that's where his health screwed up right there. It's affected him ever since. Okay, um, He's my little nephew that uh, he was in air traffic control or something, and uh, when I finally did get the chance to talk to him as, uh, uh, before I moved out of the country, and we were talking about 9-11, he said, well, I knew 9-11 was a fake write-off. I said, well, how'd you know? And he said, well, I used to work on the flight line there in the tower and all those big gas tr uh, tr trucks that go out and gas up the planes. And he said, right on the side of the tank, it says non-flammable. Because jet fuel is hey, like Roger, kerosene. Sorry, you got a minute? Hey, is that John? It is me. Hey, John. Didn't see you come how on, you man. Good. Well, I wanted to give you a little report about what's been going on out here. All righty. Um, well, we're always happy to get a report from California from John. We think things are really, uh, really tripping. <laughs> I've been doing a class about every week, uh, getting a lot of ad adherence. Um, biggest thing is, is, you know, writing their own affidavit. A lot of these people aren't used to doing that kind of thing. And so there's, that's a little slow down there, but I met a, I did a class for the Zerothian Ranch, um, yeah. which is you mentioned kind that of a special place out right. here in L.A. Right. One of the guys there was uh, involved with another fellow who was down in the Escondido area. Uh, I think it's called the M&M Ranch. Um, Craig Mordock turned out 
we had one of our local um, uh, 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 freedom fighter kind of thing, you know, Jackie Fig and her, her person. She ended up in an airplane crash and we had a, 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 a memorial for her at the last meeting we did on Sunday. And one of the attendees that was there at the Zorothian Ranch um, had been wanting to have me come down and do a class down in Escondido. And I, I'll go anywhere and do a class, you know. And um, he introduced me to the guy that was the main proponent, this, this Craig Mordock. And uh, Sam walked me over there and says, this is the guy I was telling you about. And out of, uh, Craig says, I am all over Roger Sales. Oh, good. Right out of his mouth. I mean, I said nothing. And um, it turns out Sam had been turning him on, you know, and, and got uh, the recording. He downloaded it before I sent him my version, you know, with all the commercials gone. And um, they were very interested. And it turns out this guy is a um, securities lawyer who um, has kind of quit practicing, is all over freedom. And so he is very excited about uh, what you're doing and the classes that I'm doing and wants me to come down there and do some classes. So we're starting to set that up. Now, this is a special kind of place. This guy understands how to deal with the authorities and things like this. One of the things that's really making a real headway now is the Private Membership Association. Mm -hmm. That is coming back fast. Mm. And the reason is, is because we can do everything in the private. We don't need to be under this corporate umbrella, period. And uh, there are people out there that know how to do this and have been doing it for some time. It just isn't caught on very much until now. Right. So when you start combining what we're doing with the class, you know, uh, and then I teach them also how to get their their money out of the system and get into the crypto area, what we're doing. And we, they're going to start doing the, the class down there. We're going to create a whole this whole little society down there. It's all in the private. I think that's wonderful, and and then when you, of course you file it, you get into the private. I'm going to give you a tip on the affidavit. It's e really easy because it doesn't have to be anything difficult. Go down to the bottom of that certificate of non-citizen nationality. Okay, yeah, everybody gets to see that. All right, and the very last sentence there, and I, there's something that is poetic justice about using their own disclaimer to shove up their rear ends and it just gives me a really nice warm fuzzy okay and so i'm really encouraging people to just do it as simply as possible and use their format use the without a disclaimer you know the laws of the united states of america right, right, not right. within and then just get it turned into an affidavit and send them one sentence and you're done okay well i'm explaining that to them uh but they're like most of us and me included We've got certain things we want to put in that affidavit, and and we want some things in there in writing under uh, a penalty of perjury, because um, I know we're going to get some pushback on some of the things that I'm going to be doing, and I want that stuff in advance in an affidavit that nobody's rebutted. So well, you, know, you can put other stuff in there. The only caveat that I really put out there is, should you want to use it in other filing venues, keep it to one page. You'll be a lot better off, and you just don't need all that stuff in there. As long as you rebut the presumption, that's all you need to accomplish. Is Raj, the way that we, I've we come got to it. Understand. You know, we understand all that. That's that's pretty clear. That, you know, that's to the point. We want to use their terms. In fact, I have that uh, Secretary of State uh, thing linked right on my phone. It's part of the things that I use when I talk to people right, right up front. Right. Uh, because it's really a great thing to ask them. Did you know you have dual political status? Yep. 
How yep. come nobody ever asked you you were a national? Um, this may interest you and in be in your wheelhouse, John. I find out that uh, I thought Dave, Scorpio Dave here, was going to move to Florida. And he may eventually move down there, but he's going to go back to his haunts in your state of California first after he gets out of here. And I think he's going to be down in San Diego. So okay. that may be somebody we can get and we'll find out, I'm sure, uh, and put you in touch with him down there. If he's going to be there long enough and it suits everybody's agenda, then uh, you may can include him in on uh, some of that also. Well, I'm offering it to everybody. I just tell people plain out, I, I'm, I'll do a class anywhere, anytime. These are my requirements. The number one requirement is you got to feed me. Okay. Everything else is free. And uh, it's an eight-hour class. We, we, we actually use that eight hours, and we go through your, your presentation. And I've got all these handouts in every place that you say to go. I've got it all printed out on, on different documents. And away we go, man. I'm telling you, this is going over pretty big. Well, especially uh, since they're, like, really starting to lock down California again, I guess, from what right. I hear. Right. But people are really interested in getting free, getting their money free. And then also going into the private with this private membership association because they can stay in business. Mm -hmm. They can do anything they want in the private. Well, and, uh, you know, this, these governments are going to have a real hard time trying to maintain control. They're going to have to get back under the Constitution anyway and, and dump this corporate crap that we've been forced into. Yeah, tricked into. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so by the way, you know who one of the new uh, guy that's thrown his hat in the ring out there on this governor recall? Pretty interesting. Uh, he was interviewed last night on Tucker. Did you see it by any chance? No, but you talking about Larry Elder? Yeah, Larry Elder. Yeah, yeah. He's been a, a very vocal guy for a long time. Yeah. He, he could have a good chance of picking it up, really. That's why the Secretary of State won't let him get on the ballot. <laughs> There's, he, he filed suit yesterday. He, think, he thinks they'll have an answer in a day or two. Oh, well, you know, Larry's not a, he's not a lightweight, you know, something because it was, the, her reason was something that he didn't declare on his tax returns or something, something to do with tax returns, something that knocked him out of her putting him on the ballot. Oh, so you can see how, well, you can see how terrified these people are. The other thing was <laughs> somebody asked uh, Mike Lindell. I heard him on Alex the other day about California specifically with his, metadata you know he's got and i don't remember there's a label for it but he's got the irrefutable proof from the top of what happened in every county everything in the right. whole united states right right and they said it looks like especially if uh, and i can't remember what he said but it looks like trump won california uh pretty handily evidently well i so, think he did yeah yeah, it looks like from the evidence that he did, too. So that's kind of Now, you know, uh, Peggy Hall down here, I guess they just kicked her off Venmo and they kicked her off uh, uh, other platforms to try to slow her down. Um, she's not really too interested in what we're doing here, right. but um, she's been very effective in using their own codes and stuff against them. And uh, once uh, she gets on board with the Private Membership Association, I think we're going to be able to do a lot of stuff. I think you're going to see a big change in California. Uh, people here are ready for it, and uh, it's time to take control of this government, and we can do it. we got the tools to do it. So as long as we can protect our money, protect our our status, and go into the private with this PMA program, I don't, I don't think I don't see how they can stop us. When know? is uh, when is that recall scheduled? Do you know right off the top? Your head? Actually, I don't. I don't okay. really. I'm not paying that much attention to it. I know right. that I've got a meeting coming up with one of the gubernatorial candidates uh, 
we're going to do a meeting, uh, I think, on the 31st for his uh, group of people. Oh, fantastic. And I'm, and I'm limiting it, too. I'm not, I'm not trying to do a whole room full of people, right. you know. I know you're I mean, putting I'm, in smaller crowds where you can give people attention. Because what I do is, is I'm looking for the guys that are actually interested. I, yes. I, I don't want just you know people sitting there taking up my time. Right. The other thing is, is that I want to create, and I was talking to this about Craig with Craig. I want to create a place where we can educate and create cells like guerrilla warfare, cells of nationals that go out into the different counties and begin holding these people accountable and getting in their face. Once we're free and they can't punish us for anything, um, we can have Adam. Hold them to account. You know, when they when they're actually doing their administrative state and they take their office, they do take an oath to the Constitution. And the problem is, is that everybody thinks that they're under the Constitution and they're not. And then that's why they always get told, don't don't bring that into this operation because it doesn't apply here. Well, we as nationals are going to be affected by the things that they're doing. And, and we have a right and we can hold them to the Constitution. Sure can. So. I think we are. This is the one thing that we really need to get on, Raj. We need to start working on remedy process. So people that are doing the national status have tools with which they can use to go back at this de facto government. Well, you know what? You know what the impediment is there, John? Nobody's been wronged. They every any time that to my knowledge. okay. Anytime you say you're a national, people do what you want them to do. They don't come back and mess with you. So there hadn't been an opportunity to drag those knives out and sharpen them. But I agree with you. Well, we do right now. For example, let's say that I want to go shopping or something. I have to go to these stores because that's the only place I can go, right? And so they're trying to force uh, their mandates and things on me, which doesn't apply. We need, we need to be able to go after them under the common law side. Well, I understand and, that. That's that's the kind of thing that we need to start working with. So the, we, we got active guys, people here. I'm telling you, I'm talking to activists. I'm talking to people who are out there talking to other awesome. people. So we're going to have to press the envelope to get it started. Right. You know what you're well, saying. We got the people to do it. Okay. Well, that's pretty cool. John, I hear John. John awesome. I heard Cody. There you are, Cody. Come on on board here, man. Yeah. Just let me mention kind of an idea I've been working on, not not as heavy as John, but, uh, you know, is to remind everybody that a lot of these state constitutions are fairly easy, you know, to just have a public vote on changing the Constitution. That's kind of what I was looking at in Illinois, where, you know, they have these high property taxes where we can go in there and say, okay, well, the most property tax you can charge is, you know, 1% or, you know, that's just an example, you know, and you can put all sorts of protections in there. I'm going one better. I'm going after the patent. We're going after yeah. the patent and anything west of the Mississippi, we can go after the ranchos on the ranchos. You know, they can't even survey those things. If you got the old Thomas brother maps, there will be no sectional centers listed in that map under the rancho area. We have so much power behind us that we can use that's been hidden from us. And it's just like these private membership associations. I mean, you can be in a dry county and have a liquor store going as long as it's a private one. You can have a, a private club where you can have liquor with dinner in a dry county. Uh, listen, there's yeah. so much we can do in the private that's supported by case law all the way back to 1803. It's incredible. Was, you know, these, these states are getting nuts. I was out in Virginia. Let's see, where was it? Virginia Beach area. And, you know, bought a $10 uh, Burger King meal. And it was 11, I think 1135. I was like, are you shitting me that there's a dollar for 35 and she gave it. 
You know, number one, I don't think you should even have tax on food anyway. I don't care if you bought it at a restaurant. And I was actually pleasantly surprised when I was through Ohio, and that was the case at the KFC. They said, as long as you're not buying a sugar drink, we don't charge sales tax. I did not know that about Ohio. Wow. Jim's on it. A sugar, that's the criteria? A sugar drink equals a sales tax? Well, I think they would have charged you sales tax just on the drink because I was floored. It was like nine ninety nine, and she's like, you know, it was a KFC, $9.99, pull forward. I'm like, so I get to the window. I was like, did you forget the sales tax? She's like, oh, there's no sales tax. You know, I just rang it up as an unsweetened tea so that, you know, I don't have to charge a sales tax. Well, they can deal. remove the sales tax but still boost the price to cover the sales tax the merchant has to pay. So No, but you said there's no sales tax on uh, Well, yeah. How about this? In Ohio. It's not sugar drinks. It's if you're in the drive-thru. If you, if you get it to go, there's no tax. But if you eat it inside, they tax you. Oh, okay. oh really? Yeah, so every time I go inside, okay. I tell them I want it to go. They give it to me in a bag, and they don't tax me, and then I go sit down and eat it. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, one of the interesting things here in California, if you go to the franchise tax board, you find out that sales taxes are is a tax on the uh, seller. On the merchant. Yeah. Right. And on, not on us to buy it. So you yeah. can start refusing to pay that tax uh, because they have to pay that tax. Uh, and they've just been passing it off to us, telling us that we have to pay that tax. That's yeah, sad. but those minority cashiers don't know the difference. Do you think? Well, you have to get in their face. No. And I think we should go make constitutional not... amendments in all the states and just say, hey, no, you know, maximum you can charge 5%. Something. And these states are getting nuts at over 10% sales tax. I can't. I was in uh, Arkansas, and I think the meal was over 11% tax. I couldn't freaking believe Yikes. it. But you're dealing with the de facto government there, right? We've got to get everything into the private side and go after them. That's what we need to do. But you really need to get your status changed so you're protected because they can't can't do anything to the private individual per the slaughterhouse cases. Yeah. We got the tools, man. We really do, Raj, and you're leading the charge. Uh, I told them that, you know, we'd probably like to do some group stuff once we get people together and then, you know, do some kind of maybe a – two-way video situation with you uh, and the team of people we put together uh, as this grows. Because I can envision having a groups of people, just like all these freedom cells that are going on right now, all these different meetings of groups all fighting the same thing. Uh, they're all decentralized. They all got their own little operation. They're meeting in homes, you know. They're, they're, people are, are, are doing the basic organizing just because they're fed up with all the crap that they're being run over There's with. a lot of truth there. Now we can just turn those those little cells into nationals, <laughs> and then start creating private membership businesses, which is doing really well in California. There's okay, so the business goes in and starts a private membership, and then the other people that want to participate in the business join as members. That's correct. And now the the, the de facto government has nothing to say about it. They well, can't impose any code or anything on you. Fantastic. And that, that is black letter law, buddy. And you got them, a bunch of those people all converted their status to nationals, and they, they're double entendre out, aren't they? You they're bet. Lo- they're locked out twice. I'm telling you, we have the tools to do it, and there are a number of people that have been teaching this. There's a guy on there that's kind of like you. He's been kind of in the woods. Nobody know about him. He's been trying to help people for a long time. Uh, I just 
I just got the information on his website. We've got to start passing that around. I, I think I saw a video from this guy from a few years ago when he was talking about this, one of the early pioneers of it. I don't remember his name. I think his name is Edwards. And then we have the Angels uh, that have formed a group, and they're all over it. Uh, Freedom Angels. Mm-hmm. Nope, That's a name. group of ladies that are really pushing it really hard. Um, the more I learn about it, it's really a tool. You know, I never was taught about any of this stuff when mm-hmm. I was doing all of my estate planning work. Jeez. Mm-hmm. Of course not. What a difference things would have been if I had known about this stuff then. Right. Anyway, um, Raj, you're, you're, you're leading the movement and you're leading Thank the you. charge. Good news. Uh, That's great feedback for me because sometimes I feel like we're just marking time here and to hear the progress and to see some of the things that are starting to take shape and develop are extremely encouraging and very, very stimulating for me personally after all these years. There are a lot of hard years with this, bud. I mean, a lot of hard years. Okay, well, have, have, having this guy just hear your audio did nothing else, you know, from as a referral from one of his friends, and then to walk up and he yells out, "Oh, you're, I'm all over Roger Sales, man." Well, you tell him that I'm happy <laughs> to I have thought, him all over me, and I'm happy to do anything I can do to help him understand it better. And I thought that you know because he was uh, uh, an attorney and doing this other stuff that you, I was going to get the usual run-up that i get from most uh, attorneys and right, lawyers right no not this guy he's he's in our camp and he is moving forward creating a whole area to uh, have a place for patriots to go when they start locking us down to run get our own food and do our own training they're all over the idea of my using front sight firearms training because we can get that twenty five thousand dollar membership for 500 bucks that commander lifetime membership at front sight and boy is that worth it that's just fantastic uh, because we can get everybody armed and get everybody trained. Well, and that's there, what you we need. there you go. There you go. So there's a whistler. I know you guys on the board can't hear it, but uh, the audience can, and that usually signifies that Jim Bram is next with all of the valuable information that Jim brings for his two hours. And uh, sure happy to have him dart in there and ask about the frequency thing today. And we'll be back tomorrow, I guess, maybe. I think I covered Gary's question on insurance. I don't know that I could add any more than that, but we still haven't gotten back to the R plus D equals R and how important that is. And maybe tomorrow we'll do that if nothing else comes up. Uh, in the interim, if you've got any questions or anything, I certainly always invite you to come on here and ask them. And always remind you that if you've got a question, there's probably a bunch of other people out there that have got the same one, and they just haven't or don't, for whatever reason, ask it. So always encourage that sort of thing. The only dumb question is the one that didn't ask. Uh, we're about out of time. Jim Ram is next. Good show today. We covered some important ground, and I'm happy that you were along to cover it with us. We just got knocked off the server, so uh, I will uh, see you all tomorrow. Does anybody?